there was a significant overhead when we were living in Florida that we basically just dissolved when we jumped on our sailboat and, and sailed to Mexico. Had we not done that short year later, we would have been in real trouble had we elected to stay and continue living that expensive life lifestyle in Florida. Welcome to the Life in Paradise podcast, the show about creating a life you never need a vacation from. You'll gain inspiration from those who have done it before as we share experiences, strategies, and offer practical steps you can take to live your dream life in paradise. With your host, attorney-turned-alchemist, Don Fleming. Our topic this week is the new rich, the cost of midlife in paradise. So I talked about this a little bit already, this idea that uh, the definition of rich has changed in our modern world. If you look at the old definition of rich, it was having a great deal of money or assets, meaning you were wealthy. And as I mentioned in um, a couple of episodes, and and I've talked about uh, the story about my nephew Thomas asking me if I was rich and how I handled that question, the new definition of rich is being able to do what you want to do, when you want to do it, where you want to do it, with whom you want to do it, for as long as you want to do it. And so in a word, it's about freedom. It's not about money or assets. But here's the thing, being rich, either one of them really doesn't just happen by happenstance, right? In fact, a report came out recently saying that 62%, 62% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck with 48% of high income earners, which are defined as earning over $100,000 a year, are living paycheck to paycheck. And uh, what was interesting in this report, too, is that the difference between those who struggle to pay their bills and those who don't, who are living paycheck to paycheck, is that the ones who don't struggle have supplemental income of some sort. And the most frequent was actually like buying and selling things online, some gig workers and things in that too. But anyway, pretty, pretty interesting report. I'll put a link in the show notes to it. So you can check that out if you want to. But what I wanted to talk about a little bit is the, this idea of freedom and that that being the new definition of rich, it's important to remember that freedom isn't free as one of my military friends used to say, right? People paid a high price, um, the founders of our country, the the folks that defended the United States, uh, often paid with their lives for that freedom. So this idea that, um, you know, you can be, you know, casual or loose or lazy and undisciplined does not lead to freedom. What is it? take. There's always, we go back to the law of sacrifice, right? There's always an exchange. You have to give something up to get something else. You know, as human beings, I don't, I don't think we particularly are wired to want to do that. You, you want, well, you can have this or that. Well, no, I want both. And so that is something that we have to keep in mind as we are thinking about, well, what is the price for our freedom? Maybe it's not 
you know, our life, our, you know, life or death life, but it may be part of our energy, right? Our, our life energy that we have to expend. But what, as you think about it, what, what is it take? It really comes down to discipline and having the discipline to understand that, you know, freedom, there's a price for freedom. And do you have the discipline to pay that price? So that's kind of what I want to delve in to a little bit today. And, you know, thinking about um, my life and, you know, the life of me and my husband, the choices that we've made, we're coming up on our 20 year anniversary here next month. So it's, uh, it's amazing how fast time has gone by. But we have certainly had moments where we've felt very free. And other moments where we've worked really hard, so that we could buy our freedom through that hard work through that discipline. But it really is true. It was it was it all kind of started with that desire for freedom, that desire to be disciplined, to sacrifice now for what we want to have in the future. And, you know, you really have to love it. And even though it might not be that much fun at the time, I often say when I turned 50, it, it was like, well, if it's not fun, I'm not doing it. Not to say that I don't do things that aren't fun, but I, when I do, it's usually a conscious choice to say, I'm doing this not fun thing because it will ultimately lead to the result that I want, the outcome. Of course, making that choice in a moment by moment situation because our future is found in our daily routine. So, it, you know, in order to achieve a big goal, it's like you you don't just um, do it overnight. Typically, there is a process involved in that part of that process. You know, we can't manage time, right? We can only manage ourselves. So making those good choices moment by moment can be difficult if we're distracted by things that give us immediate gratification. So I want to to dive into that a little bit more. One of the things that came to mind as I was thinking about this talk was when we left Florida, when we, well, I should say even before we left, when we had recovered, when we had officially recovered from the financial devastation that was a result of that 2008 housing crash, financial crash, we really we're looking at options um, kind of from all different angles. Like, okay, we had this dream of living by the water. We could go buy a million dollar house and have, you know, seven, $8,000 a year in tax liability and another $2,500 to $3,000 at that time, hurricane insurance. I'm sure it's way more than that now, given the insurance issues that are facing Florida. But I said, $1,000 a month, and we haven't even talked about any kind of a mortgage, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it because I knew that was not a path to freedom. And especially if we wanted to go sailing on our boat, like that just doesn't make any sense. So really thinking strategically, what do I want? What's the best way to get there? And knowing that when you make a decision like that, you you and people, a lot of people have done that, especially with the run-up in housing prices. You're you're sacrificing your freedom for this albatross that is a home, but it's a mortgage payment, it's taxes, it's insurance, it's maintenance, it's it's upkeep, right? So if you make that choice, 
you're closing the door to other types of freedoms like travel, which, which was important to us at the time. So that was really how we came to come to Mexico initially was not to live here, but it was to invest wisely, take our resources that were, you know, basically a, a retirement fund, uh, after tax retirement fund and invest it wisely, get it, make it have a better return on investment than what we were getting at the time and be able to put our money into something that would pay us. And that was how we came about to buy the oceanfront property that has eventually become our boutique hotel and is generating a significant income at this point. But at the time that we were looking at making this investment, we were doing pretty well. The The business that I had started, I'd launched back in 2011 when we were still up in the panhandle, was paying us very well. We were making a multiple six-figure income at that time. We also had income from a couple of other rentals. Tom had started to collect Social Security. So we were, we were doing pretty well from a financial standpoint. And we bought this silly little property that was ugly and you know, not well designed, four years old, but very poorly uh, configured, sat on the market for a year with no buyers. And we really saw the potential. And so we took every dime that we made those first two years on this property and we put it back in. We reinvested it. We did construction. We did, you know, redecorating. We put in a pool. We did the things that were required to turn it into the potential that we saw. So by the time we we moved here, we moved here just uh, one year later, actually, and, and our business was still doing well. We didn't, you know, like I said, we continued to pour every dime we made, we reinvested back into the property to continue to get it to perform better. We'll be back in a moment. Isla Mujeres is a Caribbean jewel off the coast of Cancun. Castellito del Caribe warmly invites you to enjoy our spectacular oceanfront villa located in the heart of El Centro and a short walk to Playa Norte, which is ranked one of the top 10 beaches in the world. With an ocean view of crystal clear turquoise waters overlooking both the Caribbean and Cancun city skyline, we offer a fabulous location for you to enjoy all the peace and tranquility you're looking for on vacation, while also taking in all the excitement the island has to offer, with activities either in walking distance or a golf cart day excursion away. Please visit castellitocaribe.com www.castillito C-A-R-I-B-E dot com. We look forward to seeing you soon. I'm so happy to have you with me for the Life in Paradise podcast. I love our listeners and fans, and we'd love to show our appreciation for you supporting the show. So please head over to lifeinparadisepodcast.com where you can find free resources mentioned in the show and also register for our gifts, prizes, and swag. I'd also love to hear from you. So there's a place on that page to submit your questions, comments, and requests so I can serve you better. And if I answer your question on the show, we'll send you a free gift. Then in March... 2018, out of the blue, unexpectedly, another punch in the gut, our business that was generating multiple six, six 
figure income was ripped away from us literally overnight. Well, actually in a moment, in one email, one email from this network marketing company that I had been with from the beginning um, in 2011, in 2018, they said, you're suspended. And that meant our money was cut off. There was no more income beyond March of 2018. And the only reason was because our good friends who we had been business partners with in a previous company left the company and sued that company for $100 million. And it was guilt by association. So our income disappeared. And that wasn't the first time that that had happened. So part of that equation you, you, you have is having those multiple income streams is important. And that's actually why one of the reasons we elected to purchase a property that put money in our pocket was to diversify our income because I didn't like having all of our eggs in that one network marketing company basket. Aside from, like I said, we did have some rental income and and um, Tom had collected social security, but thank goodness we had given up the, I think at that point, uh, the rent on our waterfront home that we were, were renting was like, you know, 2,600 a month. Utilities were well, put us well over 3,000. You know, we belonged to a yacht club. Uh, that was another $1,000 a month. I mean, it was, there was a significant overhead when we were living in Florida that we basically just dissolved when we jumped on our sailboat and, and sailed to Mexico. Had we not done that in 2018, just a one year short, short year later, we would have been in real trouble, real trouble had we uh, elected to stay and continue living that expensive lifestyle in Florida. So we did choose freedom at that point and we had it. And we were, you know, we spent a a whole year here kind of doing the vacation thing and going to the beach and, you know, overseeing the contractors and, uh, we were living on our boat. The house wasn't rented. We'd we'd stay at the villa, you know, kind of going back and forth. And then, you know, all of a sudden you, you get this gut punch and you go, well, now what am I going to do? And fortunately for us, like I said, because we were wise enough to reinvest all of the profits into improving the property and getting the cash flow up, we were not in too bad of a shape, not a bad shape. I mean, it, it's, you know, it's significant when you, you lose that kind of income. But fortunately for us, we had the ability to, to shift gears and be able to have an asset that would provide for us. It was a little dicey at first, it really was. But what we did was, because we had learned the skills back in California, I was a practicing attorney, Tom had his uh, electrical engineering business, we started the Network, first network marketing company on the side. We were very busy. We invested a lot of time and learning how to take your free time and, and build a business with what you had. We were able to basically just use those same skills to say, okay, now we really need to get to work and focus on what, what it is we need to do to move forward after again getting blindsided by this financial event that we did not see coming at all. So in order to have, and then, you know, fortunately we, you know, we had done pretty well with uh, the rentals, um, the the 
cash flow was going along nicely. And then, of course, we all know what happened after that. COVID. When COVID hit, we had a you know pretty full calendar. Things were chiming along. And uh, once again, fortunately, we had made some smart decisions and were okay after that, uh, that loss because we had our last guest check out on March 20th of 2020. And we had no one, not one per- single person come until October of that year. So full six months with zero revenue coming in from our, our vacation villa. So what happened during that time, because nobody really knew, I think until probably June or July or so, it became apparent that, that this wasn't just going to be a couple of weeks or a couple of months. This could be a significant amount of time before things could quote unquote get back to normal. And I'll, I would argue that they still probably haven't. So it was at that point, a couple months into the pandemic, and I said, you know, this wide open calendar isn't serving me. So for some people, that maybe that's what that looks like, right? That that being that freedom to do what you want to do, where you want to do it, but et cetera, et cetera. If your desire is a, a free, wide open and spacious calendar, that's great. But if you are not in a position to have that luxury, then you may need to have a very full and efficient one first. And that's paying the price. So that's what I did. I basically went back to the the old system that I had used when I was very, very busy in California. Not so much in Florida. We um, The business that we had built was really done on a part-time basis, thankfully, it was it was a fun business. It wasn't really I wasn't didn't have a full time job or a full time career as a practicing attorney like I did in California. So it was a little bit easier. But I had the discipline. I had learned the skill that I was able to sort of dust off and say, OK, you need to get back to, you know, planning your month planning your your day because otherwise one day is going to meld into another and to another and to another and I know that's what happened during the pandemic with a lot of people they just fell down the rabbit hole and binge watch Netflix or whatever and after a period of time there was a lot of depression that set in because our our we're as human beings we're, we like routine we like to have things on a schedule and when there's um you can't, you have no ability to to see your loved ones or socialize with your friends. I mean, I think we all really realized the joy that those things brought us and they were suddenly ripped away. So being able to go back to that routine, that system of personal management that I had learned was really a lifesaver. And it also was the springboard that allowed me to create my my new business that eventually turned into what I call my book business, the Claim Your Dream Life business, the, the Live in Paradise um, business. And it was that ability to flip the switch between discipline, and that applies to both thoughts and acts, right? Because left to our own devices, our thoughts can, especially in a, in a pandemic situation, our thoughts can go to really dark places and, and we can not act. I know, you know, a lot of us gained weight, myself included, you're eating comfort food. And, and so that discipline has a big part of that freedom. If you don't, if you don't have that discipline, you're not necessarily going to get the freedom that you want. And 
I'm really thankful for that. I, I, I'm really grateful to have those skills, those arrows in my quiver to be able to navigate the curveballs that get thrown in life because there have been many, many curveballs that Tom and I have experienced. And I know there will be more. And part of that being rich, the freedom meaning of being rich is also the ability to navigate these these storms as they come and to be resilient, to be able to do things in the moment where there's a lot of uncertainty, there, there might be a lot of fear, and be able to create a good outcome from it. So those are some of my thoughts for you this week. And next week, we will be looking forward to taking command with Captain Tom. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in to the Life in Paradise podcast. Did you love this episode? If so, we'd love for you to follow, rate, and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We invite you to tune in every week for more inspired insights and wisdom to create your somebody pinch me reality. And until next time, dream big and act on it daily.